Reporting for Earth News Journal, I'm Jerry Kay. Here's a question for you. If you see what appears to you to be an injured animal, what would you do? Well, the best thing to do is to pause, observe, and ask yourself a few questions such as these. Is he coming towards you? Is he covered in blood or insects? Is he crying? Was he caught by a dog or a cat? Is he cold? Cold is obviously a really big one for babies. Kate Lynch is Wildlife Services representative at WildCare Bay Area, located in San Rafael. Typically, I want to find out what species this is. If we're talking about a little songbird, I might want to know what age range the bird is, because if it's an older baby that has a short tail but has all of its flight feathers, it might be a fledgling and he might actually be okay. And Kate says that in the case of a bird, try to look for the nest or determine if the parents are around because in that case, maybe just getting the bird back into the nest is the best thing to do. And if the animal is bitten by a cat or dog, there are other factors to consider. For example, a cat bite, the pastorella in a cat's mouth can cause an acute systemic infection within three days that can often lead to death. A dog bite, on the other hand, often you won't see anything on the outside, but it can cause serious crush injuries. So anytime a dog or a cat has been around a wild animal, we need to see that animal right away. And Melanie Piazza is director of animal care, and she says that it's in the spring and summer months, which she and her colleagues refer to as baby season, when people often will unintentionally take a baby from the wild, thinking that the baby needs help. Different species such as fawns and rabbits are particularly important to leave alone because that's their natural process as mom leaves them hidden in the grass for up to 12 hours a day to go off and forage and come back and feed and that's often when people will find them and say, oh they were abandoned, I didn't see mom anywhere. We spend a lot of time doing reunites and getting babies back out there because we're really good at what we do but mom's better and we want to save our resources for the wild animals that need it and if they can go back with mom that's what we're going to try to do. And then you might see baby birds that seem to be alone or struggle with flying learning to fly, it's a scary time of life. All birds don't just leap from the nest and know how to fly. They come down, they hit the ground, they hop around, they're going around in bushes, there's usually three or four. Mom and dad are coming around, bringing them food, going to find more bugs, coming back, trying to keep track of them. If you can imagine your kids just running around the park trying to keep track of them. And that's the natural process for them. And a lot of people, well-meaning, will find the baby and say, oh, well, it's dangerous. There's cats in the yard or snakes in the neighborhood and yes there is that's part of life as long as they're not imminently being stalked at that moment if mom and dad are there taking care of them and they're healthy hopping around chirping flapping and practicing the best thing is to leave them alone but if intervention is necessary here's how that works when they come to our hospital, every single patient receives a full physical exam. We operate as a veterinary hospital. It's just for wild animals instead of cats or dogs. So they get a full physical exam. We are lucky enough to have x-ray capabilities. We can set minor fractures and treat wounds, give pain medications, really important. A lot of people say, oh, well, he has an injured wing, but I'm going to keep him for a day or two. And I always tell folks, well, if you had a broken arm, would you want to sit at home for a day or two waiting for pain medication and stabilization? So we we can give pain medications, antibiotics, again, all the treatment that your dog or cat would require at a veterinary hospital, and then of course the supplemental feedings. We see over 200 species of wild animals a year here, and knowing their specific dietary needs is really important. We always tell folks, please, please, please do not feed or water any of the wild animals that you find. People, again, out of the goodness of their heart, want to give milk to the baby squirrel or worms to a baby bird, but 
the wrong food at the wrong time can kill an already debilitated animal. So if you don't know your species ID and you try to give seed to an insectivore or worms to a seed eater, or if you have an emaciated animal that you give solid food to that isn't ready for it, you can actually kill them with kindness. So we ask folks, no food, no water, just keep them warm, dark, and quiet. Some are safe until you can get them to us and we can do a full intake. But if they need our help, then they'll be here as long as they need. Some patients are here for less than 24 hours and some are here for a couple of months. Just depends. And our goal, of course, always is to get them right back into the wild where they belong. So let me summarize. Wild Care is here to help you help animals. And if you see an injured animal, you're encouraged to call their 24-hour hotline. They can help you determine whether the animal actually needs help. As we mentioned, sometimes it really is best to leave the animal alone, but when there is a need, there's a place to call. That's Wild Care. To learn more, visit wildcarebayarea.org. My thanks to Kate Lynch and Melanie Piazza. I'm Jerry Kay.